You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. And if you haven't yet subscribed to our YouTube channel, I hope you will. And then hit that little bell because every time we come out with a new podcast, you'll get a notification that tells you we've got another one up. And then if you go to my website, faithroots.com, you, or myfaithroots.com, you can find out right there how to subscribe to the, de- the, the devotional. It comes every day. It's an email devotion. It's free. And so I hope you'll take advantage of that. All right, let's get going. Many people suffer needlessly because they are not aware of God's benefits. Uh, Psalm 103, verse 2, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Now, he says here two times, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Second time, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Anytime God repeats Himself like that, He is calling attention to the idea that you are likely to forget this. So for emphasis sake, I We'll talk about it clearly. There's a verse in Mark's gospel, chapter 11, verse 23. You've heard me tell a story about that verse. That verse saved my daughter's life years ago, and I don't have time to repeat the story, but here's what it says. If you say unto this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in your heart, but shall believe those things that you say will come to pass, you will have whatever you say. Now, in that verse, the word say is emphasized three times, whereas the word believe is spoken only one time. There's a reason Jesus did that. It is because we are more likely to forget to say the Word of God than we are to believe it. In other words, everybody focuses only on the believing. If you were to take a survey among believers and ask them, which is more important, believing or saying? Everybody would say believing. The Scripture doesn't convey that idea at all. Uh, The Scripture puts saying the Word of God right there in importance with believing. Look at what it says in Romans 10, 9, and 10, that if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. See what God does? It puts them on the same plane. They're equal. But when it comes to praying for things, Jesus used saying three times, believing one time, and it's for emphasis because we are most likely to forget the importance of speaking what we believe. David didn't do that. He talks to himself, bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget not all his benefits. So he's calling attention to the wonderful things that God has for us, benefits. If you don't understand the benefits, you can't really walk with God in confidence. All right. The word benefits comes from a Hebrew root word, gamal, and it means to bestow bountifully. I'm sorry, I I said, yeah, gamal. The word benefits is from the Hebrew word gemul, 
but it comes from a root word, gamal, which means to bestow bountifully, to do good, to recompense, to requite, to reward, ripen, and so forth. Here is an associated word, gamal, and that's the Hebrew word for camel. Now, this is interesting because I, I immediately was drawn to Isaiah chapter 60 because it's a description of the Jewish people living in the presence of Messiah in the future, in the millennial reign of Christ. And here's what it says in Isaiah 60 and verse 1. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. That means that the Messiah is with Israel. We skip down six verses, and it says, The multitude of camels shall cover thee. The dromedaries of Midian and Ephah, all they from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and incense, and they shall show forth the praises of the Lord. In other words, the Gulf states with all their incredible mineral wealth, they're going to come and bring it to the Lord on the, all these camels. And uh, listen to me. Uh, the camels carry things that are of great value. God is conveying this idea that He is going to bestow them with benefits. And uh, so He uses this play on words. It almost sounds like camel. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His camels. It's not quite there, but it's, it's close. And so that's an idea He wants to convey because camels didn't haul the trash out. They didn't haul the firewood. They hauled good things. That's what the camels brought. They would haul spices and gold and riches. And so that's the idea behind Gumul. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Now, here is the first benefit, and it is the most important benefit. Here it is. Who forgives all your iniquities. That's a benefit of serving God. Oh, I can't tell you how important that is. He forgives all your iniquities. Now, in the Old Testament, people had forgiveness. They didn't have recreated spirits, but they did have forgiveness. God forgave their iniquities, and He overlooked it. When they repented, He overlooked and, 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 and put away their sin. As far as the east is from the west, so far have I removed your transgression from you. That was an accounting thing that happened, okay? But it wasn't done vitally. It was done legally, but not vitally. Now, legally means that on the books... All of your debts are paid. But something different happened when Christ came. Christ came and we were not just legally forgiven. We are vitally forgiven. We have a brand new spirit and the consciousness of sin is completely removed. We get a brand new spirit. We're born again. And it, it, it's amazing how that happens. We are completely born again. All of our iniquities are forgiven. Now, there's a difference between an iniquity and a sin. Uh, in, in fact, uh, iniquity is not an act of sin. Iniquity is a character trait that produces sin, and this is what I've found. And it, it's true in my own life, and it's true in the lives of all of us. We don't sin in the same way, all of us. We sin in similar ways, but not exactly the same. Uh, I may have a problem with my temper, and you may not. That may not be something that bothers you. You may have a problem with, with lying. I, I may not have any problem with that at all. What I want you to see is that each of us is bent in a particular way, and we sin in the same way over and over and over again because of the iniquity that is in us. And what happened is Christ came to forgive that iniquity and ultimately to take that iniquity out of your spirit so that it quit, quits becoming a part of you. It's no longer a part of your being. People who 
know me now and knew me before I accepted Christ, they know I'm a totally different person. I am completely different than I used to be. And, and those people who knew me years ago, and they get around me for just a little bit, they can tell. And it's not because I'm trying to be holy and sanctimonious and all that stuff. I, I could care less about that kind of stuff. I, I, I want to show the goodness of God. I want to demonstrate the goodness of God. I want to love people, help people, be a blessing to people. And, and, and I'm different. I didn't used to be like that. And that's what happens when you are born again. He forgives all of your iniquities. That is the fountain out of which all of the other blessings come. And, and so when that is taken care of, then the blessings can come. Now, conversely, when that's not taken care of, bye-bye. That's when all the blessings go away. You know, when Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, the iniquity came into them. And all of those benefits of being right with God, they had to give up and they had to leave the garden. One of the benefits, the great benefit that they had in the middle of the garden was eternal life. And it came from eating the fruit of the tree of life. You know, Adam never ate the fruit of the tree of life. Had he eaten the fruit of the tree of life, he would have lived forever. But he didn't. He chose to eat the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And those two trees were right there together in the middle of the garden. He ate from one, not the other. Now that he has eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, has sin and iniquity in his heart, God has to keep him from going back to the middle of the garden and keep him from eating the tree of life. Why? Because if he does, he's going to live forever totally separated from God. And so the angels had to go and guard the tree of life, and they, they put swords on the perimeter of the Garden of Eden where that Adam couldn't get back in because God didn't want him enjoying all those benefits in this sinfulness because it would have uh, damned his soul forever. And so what I want you to see is that forgiveness of iniquity is the beginning of all of the blessings. And it's the very first thing that's mentioned. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. He forgives all your iniquities. Now that we've got that out of the way and we've taken care of that, there are other blessings besides. But the first one and the one that's most important is that God takes away our iniquity. That's all the time I have for today. Hey, be sure and hit that thumbs up button for me if you would. That'll help put us out there in front of more people, and I really appreciate you doing that. We'll see you tomorrow. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.